Hello, hello, you're listening to The Raphael Letters. My name is Gabriel Dantes, and as always, I'll be reading a letter from the Archangel Raphael to a guardian angel named Shariel, who is protecting a young woman named Sarah. Today, in Raphael Letter number 9, the Archangel is writing about what is really happening at the wedding feast of the Lamb, which is called the Mass. I do apologize for the length of this letter, though I suspect it was necessary to do justice to this most fundamental reality. I'd like to attribute the majority of the content of this letter to Catalina Riveras, a Catholic mystic who has received messages from Jesus, Mary, and the angels. She has the approval of her bishop, Rene Fernandez Apaza, who has given his imprimatur to her messages. After the letter, we'll read through meditation questions to help us better internalize the spiritual truths contained within the letter. Stay tuned on Sundays for new episodes, and be sure to click the follow button to not miss out. Click on the link in the show notes, www.gmdantes.com forward slash the Raphael letters to read the entire letter and follow along. And while you're on my website, I also encourage you to take a look at my children's book series called Aria's Adventures. You can get the first few chapters of that book for free on my website. Hope you enjoy them. Now, without further ado, let us read Raphael letter number nine, The Wedding Feast of the Lamb. Most beloved Shariel, I have been looking forward to writing this letter to you, for this is the most important service that you will do for Sarah. First, try to encourage Sarah to come to the banquet early. If she does this, she will receive a special portion of his Holy Spirit. You will see her heart filled with some light. After this, she will enter into the mystery of it more fully. When the priest begins to approach the altar, then you will behold a gathering chorus and hear their exultant hymn. Then you have only one task, to sing. To enter into worship and sing with all your being to the Lamb that was slain for the salvation of the world. To the Lamb that was slain that God's children might receive true food, even as the Israelites received food at the Passover. Sing, sing the song that echoes from when the dawn first broke upon the earth. Glory to God in the highest and peace to his people on earth. Luke chapter 2, verse 14. Sing and pray for Sarah. Invite her to sing, and perhaps she will hear you and enter in with you. I know that the earthly song does not always reflect perfectly the heavenly one. If only Sarah would see what we see. If only she heard the song. Then she would not hesitate to sing. Though, for reasons that I will have to explain later, we have been given a standing order to remain silent. Though, perhaps you might find some opportunity to inspire her with an imagination that can see what is truly before her. Then, perhaps, she will pick up a hymnal and sing. When the priest leads them to a prayer of repentance, illuminate her heart and help her to see her own sinfulness. Help her to see the ways that she has hurt Christ and others. 
Help her to see the place that she is now standing is holy ground, and that she is not worthy to behold the mystery that awaits her. Then Christ will see and have mercy upon her, and invite her to enter more deeply into his joy and his glory. Then she will continue again the song of light that pervades all things in that moment. Then all will sit, and a human will rise and read from the book of light. You will notice that light is pouring from his mouth and entering into the minds of those that are hearing. If Sarah is listening, her mind will brighten. If she is distracted, then her mind will remain empty of light. The same is true for the homilist, though you will notice that some homilists will have mouths that burn with light, and others have mouths that are empty. If the homilist's mouth is empty of light, then try to reflect to Sarah what light there is in it, or inspire Sarah to draw wisdom from the readings that she received. The next part, while the priest is preparing the bread and the wine, is the most important task for you and for her. Unfortunately, many souls believe that this is the least important part of the Mass. During this time, you are bringing any prayer intentions that Sarah might have. Try to encourage her to make some prayer, preferably a prayer for the conversion of particular people that she knows. Then gather these prayers into your golden bowl for offering and bring them before the altar as you enter into worship. It is unfortunate that so many souls allow their minds to wander during this part. I have seen the angels of these souls approach the altar so mournfully, and the sight of it saddens me. It is largely because they are not aware that they too are called to be priests. For, as God said through Peter, the first steward of the king, Quote, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. 1 Peter 2, 9. And his apostle Paul also said, quote, I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and blameless to God, who is your spiritual worship. Romans 12, 1. This, then, is the moment of their priestly ministry. This is the moment that they offer their prayers and their sufferings to unite them with the sacrifice of Christ. Pray then that she remains attentive during this time as she offers her own, quote, sacrifice of praise. Hebrews thirteen fifteen. Finally, there is the glorious Sanctus. At this glorious moment, Christ, Lord of all time and space, makes heaven and earth occupy the same space. 
There you will see the entire host of heaven stretch out behind the priest and before Sarah. Cherubim and seraphim, thrones and dominions, and the entire assembly of heaven will be seen before you. You will see that some have knelt, others bow lower in reverence, and some lie prostrate. You will hear the seraphim singing the chorus that Ezekiel heard from beyond time and space long ago. Quote, Each seraphim had six wings. With two he covered his face. With two he covered his feet. And with two he flew. And one called to another, Holy, holy is the Lord God of hosts. Heaven and earth are filled with your glory. Ezekiel 6, 2 And all will sing that great hymn that is sung and will be sung forever to his glory. Thrice holy forever is the Lord God of hosts, and the holy cloud of God's presence will descend in that place as the Holy Spirit prepares a place for a second incarnation. Then the priest will raise the bread, and you will see bowing all the men and women that have, quote, washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Revelation seven fourteen. Though you will see those white robes filled with color, each with rose, green, light blue, yellow, lilac, each according to his soul will reflect the glorious light like fiery gems. And you will see in the center the Lamb's mother kneeling behind the priests leading the chorus. Then, while you are away serving at the altar, offering these gifts, the devil will see his chance, though it will bring him terrible pain to enter into that holy place. He knows that he can't let Sarah enter into this mystery. So, at his own pain, he will distract her with any number of thoughts or concerns. He may even resort to projecting into her mind horrifying thoughts to distract her from what is about to happen. But you must simply pray for her and serve at his altar. Then, as the priest begins to recount what happened at the Last Supper, you will begin to see a change. As he says the words, the priest will begin to grow, becoming filled with light, a supernatural light between white and gold that envelops his entire being. He will grow very strong around the face. You no longer will see his features. For when he raises the host and you see his hands, on the back of them, you will see the markings of the crucified Lord, and from them will emanate much light. And when he says, This is my body, given up for you, then you will see it. As he says the words, you will see an explosion of light emanate from the host. It will be brighter than any human light. 
more beautiful than any created beauty, and more furious and powerful than even the furnace of Nebuchadnezzar, who, quote, ordered the fire to be heated seven times hotter than usual, Daniel 3.19. And from it he saw one who, quote, looked like the Son of God, Daniel 3.8. For it was this fire that they saw but an image of. To use a human analogy, it is as if, quote, Nuclear fission penetrated to the heart of all being. Sacramentum Caritatis. Paragraph 11. I am not surprised he veils himself under such a humble appearance, for such a light would blind them. When the priest says the words over the wine, in that moment, you will see lightning appear from the heavens, rending open time and space. The walls and ceilings of the church will disappear, and all will be dark, but for the brilliant light from the altar. Suddenly, suspended in the air, you will see Jesus crucified. You will see him from the head to the lower part of his chest, the cross beam of the cross will be sustained by some large, strong hands. From within this resplendent light, a small light, like a very brilliant, very small dove, will come forth and swiftly fly all over the church. It will come to rest on the left shoulder of the priest, who will still appear as Jesus with his long hair his luminous wounds, and his large body. Above was Jesus crucified, his head fallen upon his right shoulder. You will contemplate his face, beaten arms, and torn flesh. On the right side of his chest, from his sacred wound, blood will gush toward the left side, and luminous water will pour out towards the right side appearing as jets of light to cover the faithful. And the chalice will be filled with it, though not a drop will be spilled. Then you will hear him say through time, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Luke twenty-three, thirty-four. 34 This is where will begin the Our Father. It is when Sarah should begin to ask for forgiveness and forgive those that have harmed her. When Sarah shares the sign of peace, you will then see a very intense light between Sarah and her neighbor. This is the love of Christ, or rather Christ himself, come to dwell there between them. When at last the priest gives the sacred host to Sarah, you will see a small, very golden white light enter into her. And if she has prepared herself well for it, the light will fill her entire being, giving her a peace and joy that she can only dream of. This is the end for which we work, Shariel. All other ends 
her cares, her concerns, her unique mission, and even her loved ones. All other things are pointless unless they lead her to this glorious end. I pray she reaches it, both now and the life to come. The servant of his healing spirit, Raphael. P.S. I yearn to see you, dear sister, at the wedding feast of the Lamb. I hope you enjoyed this letter titled The Wedding Feast of the Lamb. In it, we learned about the invisible reality of the Mass. The point of these letters is to bring some spiritual awareness to what is going on all around us. To help us enter more fully into these letters and their unique themes, I have composed the following meditation questions, which you can find on my website. While I encourage you to write down your answers to these questions, in a notebook to help you engage in them. I recognize that not everyone has the time or freedom to do that. So if that's the case, then as you listen, I recommend paying particular attention to your answers, perhaps saying them out loud if you are alone, or repeat them to yourself in your mind. The purpose of this is in order to create greater spiritual awareness of our guardian angels throughout the day and week. We might do what St. Paul encouraged us to do pray without ceasing. Let us reflect on those questions. What is the spiritual reality that I am now more aware of having read this letter? What is something I wish I could say to my guardian angel right now? Is there something I could specifically thank them for? What is the struggle that I wish my guardian angel could help me more with? Guardian angel, can you help me more with this, please? Please pray for me on my behalf that God's grace might be poured into me to aid me with this. After looking at this letter, what behaviors might I have to change, or what sins do I need to repent of? What time do I typically arrive at Mass? What could I do to prepare my heart to enter into worship and receive Him on Sundays? Do I offer up my weekly joys, sufferings, and petitions to God in the period of time after the homily and before the consecration? What are some things I could offer up to God during this time? What are some things I could incorporate into my prayer life at Mass 
to help me enter into this mystery more fully. God, please help me enter into this great mystery. Help me to see it as your holy angels see it every day. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. O God, who in your unfathomable providence are pleased to send your holy angels to guard us, hear our supplication as we cry to you, that we may always be defended by their protection and rejoice eternally in their company. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Angel of God, my guardian dear, to whom God's love commits me here, ever this day be at my side, to light, to guard, to rule, to guide. Amen.